0: Thank you for joining us as we tell the story of a coordinator who tried to enroll a non-eligible patient into a clinical trial as a birthday present for her boss. What? (laughs) (laughs) Among other mishaps that took place in her short six months of employment. This story is called Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire.
1: I love it. Ants in the pants.
0: (laughs) I'm Anna. I'm Alexandria. And this is The Tea and Stem. All right, so ultimately, this coordinator lied on her application to this research site. I got this story from an old monitor friend of ours. We were at talking about horrible research mishaps over the years, and she goes, Ooh, and I got a story for you. So here it goes. Monitor came to conduct an SIV, which is a site initiation visit at a research site, pretty normal. She was shown uh, the office space by the research manager. She was given a tour. She then presented her materials about the study, answered questions from the site and the PI. She met with all the staff and the regulatory person and collected all the documents that she needed and, and she left. A week later, the site was given clearance to start screening the patients, totally normal. The first red flag she got was that the CRA was not notified by the site that they had screened a patient. Sometimes that happens. You get in the middle of stuff and you're busy and you forgot to tell your CRA that, oh my gosh, we have a screening set up next week or we just screened our first patient yesterday.
1: And some CRAs don't want to know unless the study requires it.
0: Yeah, I guess, but like, you know, usually it's common knowledge to be like, hey, we've got somebody coming in next week. I want to make sure I've got every, all my ducks in a row, uh-huh. but whatever. Um, she said, so it was a little red flag. The patient, uh, she said the red flag part was, one, she wasn't notified, but that the patient wasn't added to the IRS system. So that's like the drug enrollment system huh. to get them randomized to potential treatment options and whatnot. Or the electronic data capture system, where we would put all of the data into for the sponsor. Neither one of those different vendor sites this patient wasn't entered into. So there was no automatic notification to the monitor that there was a patient. There was no email from the coordinator, nothing. Guess how the monitor found out that there was a patient screened. The coordinator called the monitor and said, hey, which drug kit do I give them?
1: <gasps> okay, because I was just about to ask, if they never put them in IRT, how they get drugged?
0: <laughs> well, they were only screened, apparently. So the CRA said, ask the coordinator, stop what you're doing. You need to go talk to your research manager, the person that runs the site, uh-huh. the one that they met at the SIV. Ask her first and make sure you're following, like, all your SOPs before you proceed. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. The coordinator said, it's my manager's birthday, and she thought it would be a great birthday surprise if she were to randomize a patient today. She'd hate to ruin the surprise for her to ask her how to do it.
1: I mean, that is a good birthday present, but do it
0: right. Yeah, but do it right. The CRA convinced her to stop and follow procedure. The research manager called the CRA the next day and had like a little nervous laugh about it. The manager assured the CRA that this was not what she thought it was at all. The CRA just kind of like blew it off. She's like, I mean, she told told me in the moment, she goes, we kind of just giggled about it. And she said, because nothing was documented, she goes, it really didn't make much sense to report anything at the time. She's like, especially the research manager said, "No, no, 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 this isn't for your study. Like, right? It doesn't make sense. There's nothing documenting the e- the EDC or the IWRS yeah. or anywhere that the screening had occurred that this poor gal is new and just called the wrong monitor.
1: Okay.
0: So, right? So, the research, monitor, the research manager was like, no, no, no. It was just a mistake. I'm so sorry. She's new. She called the wrong Sally. Which, like,
1: could totally be a thing or it could be a cover-up.
0: Or it could be a cover-up. She's like, so there was no paper trail. They all had a nervous laugh. And she's like... You know, I tried to explain to her, you know, this, it was kind of alarming. Like, which drug do I choose? She's like, are you kidding me? Like, that's not a question that you get. So they went on about their day. She's like, okay, first red flag. Did
1: she meet this coordinator at the SAE or just the manager?
0: Uh, no, she said that she met all the staff. She goes, okay. it, it, she couldn't actually remember if she met her or not. She just said that she remembered like walking to the room saying hi to people But she really was only shown around by the research manager. It's
1: weird, too, because your SIV should include your lead
0: coordinator. Well, what if she wasn't the lead at the time? Sometimes we sign up our coordinators as lead because six months later, the SIV shows up, and we're, like, ready to sign it to the right person.
1: That's
0: a fair point. Right? We can't always choose our people. She goes on to tell me that about two weeks later, another red flag hits. The EDC magically has three screen subjects documented. The first one was outside the allowable age limit. The second one had no blood work or EKG. And there was no data listed besides the visit date for the third one. She goes, Anna, I checked the site on on Friday. By Monday, there was three patients in there.
1: That's so weird.
0: Yep. She goes, it was that fast. For this study, the CRA uh, was allowed to come out two weeks after randomization. So the CRA queried the EDC, verified all the missing date, like to ask for verification of the missing data, emailed and called the site, no response, right? Emailed, called the site manager, no response. Prior to the first patient being randomized, the CRA had the medical monitor reach out to the PI, and the PI did not respond before the randomization occurred.
1: Huh? Yeah. Wow. That's
0: great. So the scheduling of the CRA was a totally different department. So right there makes me think that this is a pretty large site. Like right?
1: University level or like just multi-center?
0: One of the two. Because, you, you know, you call a large site that's got like 30 studies okay. running. It's like, hey, Susie, go run over to Bill and ask him to call me back.
1: Yeah.
0: But if it's a different department, it's got to be like a different building or... Like you said, like multiple locations or yeah. something. So uh, she was able to like make an appointment to come in like right away. So she gets there, and um, I just want to make note that at the randomization visit is the day that you give the first dose of drug,
1: which is a huge deal because Big once you start giving someone investigational drug, you can't really go back.
0: can't take it back. Um, and this was a sub Q injection and it was a monthly injection, and it was for ages 12 and up. Well, it's the good news is is that when you get into like, the PEED stuff or the adolescent stuff, it's already gone through quite some hefty research before it yeah. gets to that age level, so it's not like they just start off with the young ones, That's right? It. Yeah. So, anyways, the CRA finally got to being on site. She found out that patient number one was only 11 years old. Ooh. Protocol allows 12 and up.
1: So the coordinator, are we talking like a couple days of a birthday? Are we talking? That's
0: so funny that you mentioned that.
1: Because it would be, I could see they turn 12 in a month and the right thing would do to be like, hey, when you're 12, you can come back and do the study. Right. Exactly. But not today. The coordinator's excuse was that he was going to
0: turn 12 this year and she thought that was fine. (laughs) He's such a dork. Like, well, if you're going to be 12 in a day or two, you might as well just hang tight. But, yeah, so, no, no, no. The coordinator said, well, he was, he's going to turn 12 this year, so she thought it was going to be fine. Like, maybe, maybe sometimes a protocol, like, would say, you know, 12 by the time of randomization or 12 at screening. Yeah. You know, very clearly written. I didn't actually ask her about those exact details, but she did say that the study said 12 and up. The second patient who was missing the screening labs and the EKG, right? Now, this patient hadn't been randomized yet. She got them before they got randomized. Um, The coordinator said she couldn't get the machine to work, and the patient didn't want his blood taken. The truth was that she did not complete her ERT training, which is just a vendor that has, like, the equipment to do the EKG machine. Um, and didn't have access to log into the EKG machine to run an EKG. (laughs) And the CRA suspects that the phlebotomist, so again, I think it's a large site, the phlebotomist wasn't scheduled for this screening appointment, and the coordinator didn't actually know how to take or process blood. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we've interviewed many a coordinator, Right. And sometimes they come in acting like they know everything, and you start asking questions, and you're like, Ooh. I think you might have just read about this on Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the DOA log, so that's like your delegation of authority log that lists all everybody that's in the study and all the duties that they can and cannot do, or that they can do, I should say. Um, The DOA log did list both skill sets for this coordinator, that she could take EKGs, that she could take blood and process blood uh, for the coordinator. However, neither task was completed by her. So there's that. And then both the blood work and the EKG results were, were required for study entry. So the patient wouldn't have been able to qualify to, like, move on to the next visit. So there's that one. And the CRA went on to explain that she pulled up the coordinator's credentials. She had, again, she had proven no ERT training whatsoever. And she proved that she had no prior training for phlebotomy or blood work at all. No IATA certification or dangerous goods certification. Like, again, no training. And what are the rules to being able to delegate a duty to somebody?
1: They have to be trained.
0: You have to be trained. You have to be proven that you can do it by experience and education and training. So, hmm, that's bad for the site right there. Or she maybe just lied about it. I don't know. Okay, the third and final patient. And they were scheduled right now in the EDC for the third patient. All that was listed was the visit date. No other data was in there. So the, the monitor goes and asks for the book, uh, the source binder, for this patient to verify where's the rest of the data, thinking that she's going to just query the hell out of it, like, enter in all this missing data. There is no frickin' data.
1: Oh. Because I was like, I've had, I've, there's some EDCs where you have to put in the date of the visit to, like, initiate the mm-hmm. visit, and then you go in and put the rest of your data afterwards. right right not the case
0: the third patient was scheduled for a screening visit and the coordinator started to document uh, and collect data however the subject never showed up for the appointment All that was entered in the EDC was demographics and data visit which never occurred
1: <laughs> So, so she, these are all like rookie mistakes, rookie mistakes untrained and, mistakes yeah these are all like nobody trained you which we hear all the time from people that become coordinators like yeah I just kind of got thrown into it
0: Yeah, to figured it out as I went along. The CRA goes on to explain how one of the consent forms were not signed by the coordinator and how the consents were missing pages and the time the consent was taken, how studying training wasn't completed either, how she brought all these to the PI and the research manager, and they were shocked and surprised. They said that she came highly recommended from all her referrals on her resume, At other places that she worked and that were large research facilities that were compared to hers. One, which was a university across the whatever state that that they were in. Research manager had said that one of the referrals that she got was how great she was, how quickly she learned everything, how much experience she had, that she's like completely floored by this. The CRA asked, like, well, where is all of her credentials? Where is her IATA? Where is her certifications of all this stuff? And their only excuse was, like, oh, no, we have it. We just... She just hasn't brought it to us yet, but we have it. We have it. Like, it's here. It's just not here.
1: So she was, like, yeah, I'll bring it in. I'll bring it in. And And she just hadn't yet. Yeah. And I get it. Sometimes you get certified at old jobs, and you might be nervous to ask. But your certifications are... Your certification. It's not the property of your company.
0: Yep. So I asked this area, I wonder what other kind of mess that she got the site all up involved into and like what other studies that she was messing around in and and whatnot and whatever happened to her. She said that she has no idea. All she knows is that she brought it to light. She did her due diligence, right? She said something when she realized this was a hot mess, but she never saw that coordinator again. And uh, that site actually didn't enroll a patient for many, many of months. And um, they must have gotten everything cleaned up just fine. But that CRA diverted that whole site from becoming a huge FDA issue. If that CRA wasn't on top of it, like, hey, you've got a bogus person here. We would have had another FDA issue.
1: I mean, we just told a story a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago about that. About the monitor could have caught it. So many people could have caught these issues. Yep. And they just don't say anything. Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: this everything that this woman had done that that the CRA caught her for Uh is so minute to how much time this woman spent at this site. Six months. Six months. Think of how much damage you could do to a site in six months.
1: Oh, so much.
0: If she enrolled or tried to enroll three patients in one study in six months, mm. you've, you've had to have been working on more.
1: You had to have. And then just think about There's so much trust that gets put in the coordinators,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they can just so easily take advantage of that.
0: I think she lied. I think she completely lied, like, saying that she, like, that on her resume saying that she worked at this obscured research site, had her family or her friends saying that she was Um, or their, like, referral or, like, old boss or whatever, and they gave her a glowing recommendation
1: to get this job, how easy would that be? I mean, or think about it. These managers didn't know. What if she did the same thing at the other places, Mm -hmm. and her managers just didn't actually check her work? There was no QA in place. Because they
0: were so big. They
1: were so big and so busy, and just nobody caught it. So she just kept going thinking... Like,
0: okay, great, glad you're here, do a great job and then she just kinda like goes off yeah. and does her own thing. How I me mean, how long could you keep that up for? Oh, one thing I do want to say is this monitor. She's like, This was like a year or two ago and she goes, It's kind of like a small area in this state that she worked in for research. She's like, I do most of the sites repeatedly in the same field. She goes, I've never seen her at another office again. But it doesn't mean that she didn't, like, hop from, like, rheumatology to cardiology or something. Yeah. That could have totally been the case, too. But, I mean, even tonight when we were talking with our little frenzies, it's like research truly is a small network. Like, you know people.
1: Yeah. You get to know people fast and you make a name for yourself quickly, whether it's bad or good.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I can't believe that hot mess she... Oh. um hi i just wanted to know like which drug do i give thank god she didn't just open the drawer and was like eaty meaty miny boom
1: she Take would have messed up one. an entire study she could have caused a whole study to close down depending on how much it was writing on that site
0: yeah
1: i don't even know anyways let's all knock on wood that we don't have underqualified peers yeah <laughs> and we'll <laughs> see you next
0: week keep your staff trained